Hi everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Talk Toxy to Me. I'm your host Samantha, and on this week's episode we have Clarissa. Hello! So guys, we really don't have any updates for you this week, so I think we're kind of just going to jump into the stories. Sounds good to me. Alright, are you ready for your first one? Let's go. Am I the asshole for not removing the Disney items from my house? My 35 female, husband 38 male, and I are what you would call Disney adults. We used to work for the parks in college and met there. For us, it has sentimental value as well as being something we both loved from childhood. We are conscious to not be those Disney adults. We can hold conversations outside of the movies and parks. We both work well-paying jobs unrelated to the company. We have other hobbies and interests. Our son isn't big on Disney and we're cool with that. It is just something we enjoy as well as our daughters. We nurture all of our children's hobbies and interests. We also don't blow all of our money on this stuff. I know I may sound overly defensive, but we get a lot of comments from people who don't know us well. Anyway, we live in a renovated farmhouse on a bit of land that includes a barn that we finished off, with hopes to make it a guest house one day. In the meanwhile, we've had a relative get married here and it was gorgeous. Now my sister, 28 female, wants to get married on our property and we were all for it. Everything's been planned for months and the wedding is in June. It's said to be outside completely, but if it rains, we can move the party into the barn. The only reason a guest would have to come into our house is to use the bathroom. We have two on the first floor. The only Disney items are Winnie the Pooh hand towels. I told my sister I'd replace them with regular ones. Wedding space has no Disney items. However, she wants me to take down everything Disney on the first floor of my home, as guests will see. We have a lot of Disney items, pictures, paintings, blankets, Funko Pops, decorations, figurines, dishware, etc. All made for adults and a lot of it subtle or vintage, but you can still tell it's Disney. One, that would be a massive undertaking. It's not as simple as shoving stuff in a closet. We'd have to pack it up and find a place to store it. The sheer amount would require at least two hours of packing, not to mention storage and unpacking after. Two, it's ridiculous to me. Who cares if people see? She says it looks tacky and she doesn't want people to remember her wedding for that. I told her no. We're decorating the outside and barn as she wants. We're letting her use our property for free, which she keeps bragging about to friends as it's saving them a ton. When my husband and I stood firm, she whined to our parents who told us to grow up and take it down. Uh, Not the asshole. Not the asshole. You're letting them use your property for free. It's just so wild to me that people feel that entitled to be like, yeah, you know, the place that they're going to go to the bathroom, you need to take everything down. Well, the only thing that was in the bathroom was the hand towels. And they said that they would switch that out. But that's like saying, so like how our house is, how Mm -hmm. we have the guest bathroom. That's like saying, oh, you have to take down all your Taylor Swift stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You need to redecorate just simply for one day for me. No. No. It sounds like, and here's a crazy concept. If you want full control over the decorations at your venue, maybe get a venue that you paid for. Exactly. I just don't understand how she's going to stay on there and like be, I thought, I really thought this story was going to go something like the barn was decorated in like all Disney. Yeah. That's where I thought this was going to go. And then to say the inside of like the main house. No, ma'am. Yeah. No, she doesn't need to take down all the decorations in her house and then re-put them up the next day for people who are literally just walking through to go to the bathroom. Exactly. And yeah. who's paying for these decorations for the barn and everything? Because it sounded like it's OP. Her and yeah. her husband are decorating it all and paying for it. Yeah. Well, my thing is, even if they're not paying for the decorations, the wedding's not in the house. Uh, that part. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, they could pay for everything else. But for them to take down all of that stuff, no. And then along with, if you have somebody else come over and do it, what if somebody breaks something? And then they said some of that stuff is vintage, so it's it's important to them. No. It just seems rude because they're already letting you use their space for free. And then you're taking it one step further. You're bragging about it that you get mm-hmm. to use it for free yep. and that it's saving you a ton of money. But then you're it just they're not appreciating what OP is doing for them. They're expecting a lot more. And it's unfair. Yeah. hundred percent. Because where do you draw that line? I feel like OP setting a healthy boundary being like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, 100 percent, because the wedding's not being held in the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm curious, are they getting ready in the house? Like, are there going to be photos taken in the house? Well, it didn't sound like it. it. Literally, they said that it's just for people walking through to use the bathroom. Exactly. So why would your wedding be remembered for that? Exactly. No one's going to remember, oh, the walk through the house, the bathroom. There's so much Disney stuff. Oh. Plus, it's your friends and family, right, that are coming to this wedding. So who cares? Yeah. Why are they going to care? They're not going to care. Plus, all the Disney stuff, they should already know the backstory. That's where OP and husband met. Yeah. So it's not like this should be a surprise anyways. I don't see the issue with it. I don't think that it's that big of a deal. No, it's not. And I don't think OP's the asshole for saying, hey, yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Mountains out of molehills. <laughs> Rebel without a cause. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Bridezilla without a cause. Yeah. So overall vote, not the asshole. Top comment, not the asshole. Your sister doesn't want her wedding to be associated with Disney. Your sister wants full control of the space and decoration. I have an idea. She should rent her own venue. (laughs) Seriously, enforce your boundary and say that's as far as you're willing to go. If she wants to change everything, she needs to rent a different venue. And the next comment says, her sister needs to let it go. (laughs) <laughs> and then parentheses they put i'm so sorry <laughs> i love that someone else says sister can bippity boppity back up <laughs> all right next story am i the asshole for not watching kids at a cookout and leaving them unsupervised i 27 male was at a backyard cookout with some friends and co-workers so the ages were late 20s to early 40s it was a family-friendly event so people brought their kids They were playing in the yard while most of the adults hung out on the backyard deck. And like always, the parents saw other adults in the area and decided to just walk away and go inside. I don't know why this is a thing a lot of parents tend to do. Parents, why do you just walk away at outings and expect other people to watch your kids? I don't get it. (laughs) I could see if it was your immediate family, but even then I would warn someone that I was not going to be watching for the safety of my kids. It was near the end of the night, so some people were gone. It was also getting dark and colder, so people were inside. The kids were still running around and playing outside when I decided to go home. I went inside and said goodbye to the host. Then I got in my car out front and was on my phone for a minute, and someone angrily walked up and asked me why I left the backyard. They said I was back there and they were counting on me to watch the kids. Note that this was never said to me. They just went inside and said nothing. I was on the deck and at no point in the night was I ever paying attention to the kids. Nothing dangerous happened to the kids. The parent just saw me walking in my car and freaked out. I told her it's not my job to watch your kids, but I probably would have stuck around if I was asked. I was just sitting on the deck drinking a beer and minding my own business. I had already been going back and forth from outside to socialize the whole night like everyone else. Not sure why I was the one singled out. There were times when another person happened to be outside and I was inside. Did they assume that we were taking shifts? 
I don't get the mentality of parents, but maybe I'm the asshole here. Also, I want to note that the backyard is not fenced off. She brought that up a lot, and I just retorted with even more reason to stay with your kids. The backyard was one of those open ones that opens to the forest. Also, before this gets out of hand, I did not drive drunk. I had a single drink and was not drunk or even somewhat tipsy. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Not your kid. Oh, my goodness. Not your kid, not your problem. Now, disclaimer. When I'm in social gatherings and stuff, I do because I know that this happens, that parents will just walk off, even if it's not malicious, right? Like, even if they maybe they thought so, you know, who knows? I, especially if we're around a pool or like some body of water, I'm making sure that these kids are okay because I don't want anything to happen to them because, oh, Sally thought Tim was watching the kids. Tim was, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. So I get that, like collectively everyone just keeping an eye out on the kids, but that should not be expected. No, not at all. Appreciated, not expected Mm -hmm. because that's not your kids. That's not your responsibility. Now it'd be one thing if... Ashley was like, hey, I have to run inside to use the bathroom. Will you watch the kids for a second? I'll be right back. Or I'm going to go get something to drink. Or I'm going to do whatever. Yep. Can you watch them? They asked. Now it's like, okay, person number two knows. All right. Now I'm the one that's in charge of watching the kids. But you can't just expect, just because there's other adults around, that there are eyes on your children. No, not at all. Because God forbid, what if one of those kids would have ran off? You can't blame the other adult. They're, it's not their kids. If they're your kids and you don't know for a fact that someone else is watching them, just assume that you're the only one mm-hmm. at the end of the day if that kid didn't come with you to the party not your responsibility i understand like the asking and all of that and that is a kindness of somebody else yeah but to sit there and just be like oh yeah you know what there's seven other people out here somebody can watch these kids and walk inside no and plus that's not fair that's not, not fair to these people especially if they don't have kids mm-hmm why are you sticking them with that responsibility? They're not babysitters. Mm-hmm. Get a babysitter. Exactly. If you don't want to watch mm-hmm. your kids and you want to, you know, hang out with other adults, mm-hmm. get a babysitter, like you said. Yep. That would be like me coming to a party and bringing my twin cousins and being like, okay, go play. And then just walking away for somebody else to watch them. Exactly. No, they're not my kids, but they're my responsibility. Mm-hmm. But they're not Tim's responsibility exactly so absolutely not i don't think op's the asshole at all no especially because no one now he would be an asshole if someone said hey can you watch the kids for a second while i go do xyz and then he just was like all right i'm leaving bye Mm -hmm. and then didn't say anything like yeah that'd be an asshole move if you agreed to watch the kids and then didn't Mm -hmm. then yes you'd be an asshole but at no point in time based off of what he's saying was he asked to watch the kids it was just assumed and you know what they say about assumptions (laughs) so not the asshole not at all not your kids not your problem i could not imagine chasing somebody down out of a party to yell at them about my kids yes exactly like to have the audacity to go up to somebody and say um you were watching my kids what happened um no i I was drinking my beer you have kids not me be like exactly your point your kids you should be watching them not me not my kids not my problem no. How are you just going to assume that I was paying attention to them? Well, God forbid, what if something happened? Mm-hmm. you just assuming that I was watching them? Are you going to yell at me? Are you going to try to sue me because I was the one out there with the kids? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Especially, I wonder if, um, because of the what this party is, if that was somebody they knew. Because mm-hmm. if it's somebody they know, that's going to make for a real awkward situation. Going Because they said it was a work party, right? Yeah. Going back into work and 
now you have to work together. Or it's just some stranger chasing you down in the parking lot or in the driveway or whatever being like, um, hi, my child. Yeah, don't yell at me for not doing the job you were supposed to be doing. Your kids are your responsibility. No one else's responsibility. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. No. So, overall vote on this one, not the asshole. As it should be. <laughs> Top comment, dude, you're definitely not the asshole. You're not a babysitter. You should not be in any position to watch their kids. Someone else said, outside of babysitting specifically, I just don't understand the scenario at all. Quote, I'm mad that you're not doing the thing I didn't ask, and then in parentheses, or imply in any other way that I wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. All right, next story. Am I the asshole for selling my daughter's car? I, 56 male, have a son, 28 male, and a daughter, 22 female. I like both of my kids equally. However, they are different individuals with different lives, so I help them based on their needs. My son did not do well in high school and went to a community college and decided it was not for him after a semester and went to trade schools and eventually settled on HVAC. He had issues sticking to things, so as a reward, when he became certified in HVAC, I brought him a brand new truck as a gift. My daughter got into a good college out of state and was always more academically minded. When she was about to finish high school, it came to a surprise to me that she had taken it for granted that I would also get her a new car, even though I never said that. I explained that there would be no need for a college girl in a big city to have a car. She then asked if I could help with tuition. I did not pay for trade school either, so I declined. Eventually, she seemed down, so I offered to buy a used car in my name, and she could use it for a while until I decided to sell it, but she would have to maintain it. She seemed really happy with that, so we got an old 99 BMW for really cheap. The body was in good condition, but the engine and transmission needed work and it needed painting. She did the essential fixes first, but then slowly did unnecessary ones even though I never asked her to do that, and repainted most of the car and had the interior detailed. When she came back for a visit this week after finishing her finals, I decided it was time to sell the car and listed it. She seems upset with me even though we had agreed to it and I never asked her to repaint the car. She said she thought I was going to sell it much later when it rusted or something. She also says I can sell it more expensive because of her fixes, but the reality is I got the car just before the pandemic and used cars cost a lot more since and that is why I can sell it for more. I offered to pay her back for the half of the paintwork. Am I the asshole here? I vote asshole. 100%. I think he's being an asshole. How are you going to get your son, who he was doing what a typical young kid does, right? He was trying to figure out his way. Yeah. Whatever. And you're going to reward him with a brand new car because he finally stuck to something. But her, who didn't really need that help because she got into a good out-of-state college, and it sounds like she comes back home. And if it's out-of-state and if she drives, you know what I mean? She's going to need a car. But you don't want to reward good behavior? On top of that, not only was it a new truck for him, you're not going to get her a new car, which whatever, we'll put that to the side. You get her an old clunker who fixed all of the stuff Mm -hmm. and went above and beyond and had it painted and all this stuff that, oh, I didn't ask her to do that. Okay, but she still did it Mm -hmm. because she's nice, it sounds like. (laughs) She did all that. And then she comes home, not done with college yet. She just finished her finals. She's just home visiting. And now you're going to up enlist it. How is she going to get back to school? Mm-hmm. How is she going to, how do you expect her to visit? You, I don't know. I really expected him to keep the car at least until she got done with college. And got a job to be able to afford a new one, right? Yeah. And then possibly give her the option to buy the car from him. Mm-hmm. Like that would make sense to me. 
But for her to just come back for a visit and him be like, oh, you did some modifications. I can sell it good now. And then the fact that he's not even willing to acknowledge that part of the reason he can sell it for more is because of the things that she did. Yeah. She didn't want to drive a crappy looking car. So she put money in to show that she cared about something. So for you to just, oh, I'm going to write off what she did and just sell the vehicle because she's not going to get any of that money. She's not going to get anything that she did for the maintenance. He offered half the paint job, but come on. Like, are you serious? The fact that the son got rewarded for him finding himself, whereas she's been working hard doing all of this this whole time. I don't know. It's ugly to me. Because she's worked hard her whole life to stay consistent. Okay, well, let's make her life a little bit harder and not get her a vehicle. And then on top of that, she was like, well, can you help me with tuition? And because he didn't pay for the HVAC, even though in the beginning of that post, he literally says, I pay for things based on my kids' needs because they're different. Mm -hmm. She asked for your help with tuition and you said, no, sorry, I didn't pay for your brother's. Okay, like that's you, a good point. You got him a brand new truck, and I'm asking for help with college. Mm-hmm. What? That's a very good point. You help them based off their needs, but then he wants to sit there and say, "Oh, well, I didn't do that for him." Okay, well, you also got him a new car, so where's mine? Exactly. And it doesn't sound like she's coming from it, like from an entitled place. Yeah, she was okay with the '99 BMW. Yeah, like it's not like she came out this. Okay, obviously was not there. Um, would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. She said disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just like coming up and being like, hey, like, you know, you got him a vehicle. Am I able to get one? And then being like, no. Like he needed that. Okay. She needs it too. And then for her to be like, okay, well, you pay for tuition. No, I didn't pay for that for your brother. Okay. But you got him a vehicle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll go get you a piece of crap car. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to sell it. When? We don't know. Nobody knows until I decide. No. Mm -mm. I could have, to your point, I could have understood if he waited till she was done with college and like got a good paying job and then was like, okay, honey, like I think now it's time to sell it. Do you want the opportunity Mm -hmm. to buy it? Are you in a financial like place where you can afford a different vehicle if you don't want to buy this one and have that conversation, not just up and list it when she's home visiting. Yep. Because she's literally visiting. That's crazy to me. Like, I understand the agreement, but at the same time, like, that's incredibly disrespectful to your kid. Yeah. Like, her needs meant nothing. And I understand helping your kids based off of their needs, but if you get one a brand new vehicle, and then you're not even willing to help the other one with tuition or with getting a vehicle, anything like that, no. No. That's favoritism. That's not need-based assistance. The whole, like, little disclaimer he put there at the top, trash. So overall vote on this one, asshole. As it should be. Yeah. Top comment. Okay. So your son gets an expensive new truck and your daughter gets a beat up used car, paid for the repairs on the car herself. So you see nothing wrong with punishing success and rewarding failure. You're the asshole. Yep. Someone else said, I want to know how OP thought his daughter should get to and from school and around to run errands when she's attending school out of state. Favoritism at its finest. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I see people commenting back to that comment saying, oh, public transportation. Depending on where she's going to school, public transportation might not be that, like, feasible. Might not be an option. Might be unsafe. Or it might not, like, there just might not be a ton of public transportation. Mm -hmm. And then even on top of that, even if transportation in the city is available, she came home to visit. How did she get home? Like, especially if it's out of state. Even if it's just one state to another. It could be an easy drive, like, maybe an hour, hour and a half. But if she doesn't have a vehicle, it doesn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. 
because public transportation isn't everywhere. It might be in the city she's living for college, but that's it. She's supposed to take like a Greyhound bus. Uber. But who's going to pay for that? Who's paying for that? First of all, who? what Uber is going from state to state? When I mean, maybe if it's like one of the tiny states, like Northeast. Yeah. It's kind of like maybe it's like it actually is doable. But if you get go out west, who's doing that? It's not doable. <laughs> no. Definitely the asshole. Yeah. So there is an edit. Edit. Okay, seems people think I was wrong, but my son only got the truck after schooling and my daughter has not finished school yet. I have not thought of her graduation gift yet, but the car is only listed and I will think about it and reconsider. Edit two. Okay, I will let her keep it and delist it for now. My plan was always to sell it as I feel like 90s BMWs in good shape are desirable, but she seems attached to the car now. No, I don't think that that's the case. I think he got flamed in these comments and, <laughs> and he was like, oh, Oh, maybe I need to switch it up. It's just ugly. Like, I don't know. If I was his daughter, I would just feel like, I don't know. Like, what do you want from me? Like, I'm doing my best. I did all this, got good grades, got into a good school. And it just seems like I'm getting punished for it. And it's still not enough. That's sad. It's never going to be enough, to be honest. It sounds like the son could literally, like, pick up a rock and go sell it and... His dad would be like, yeah, great job. Whereas, like, she gets into a nice school, gets a well-paying job, all these things, and he's going to be like, that's it? Yeah. I don't know. That's sad. All right. Next story. Am I the asshole for challenging my girlfriend's claims about sexism at work? My girlfriend and I both work in the tech industry and both have five years of experience. I have a CS slash math degree, and she has an electrical slash electronics engineering degree. I have been promoted to a senior level at my company, and she has been promoted only once and is still a junior at her company. She always complains about how things are unfair at all jobs she's had, three so far, and how she is not given opportunities, supposedly excluded from meetings, while still claiming she gets asked to take notes in meetings and decisions. She judges her coworkers for things they say that have nothing to do about work, like when they talk about their wives and partners. She and another woman once complained about a coworker for being rude in meetings and HR, which was dealt with by a woman, did not find anything wrong and dismissed their concerns. She recently had a performance review and was not promoted and told that she needs to take on more challenges and told me that she does, but is always told to hand over projects to other people when she starts them and excluded from the meetings. I do believe that there is some sexism in the industry, but I think she cannot blame everything on sexism and recognize that perhaps she has room to improve. She thinks that because she graduated with honors with a 4.0, that translates to industry performance. Her degree is also in electronics and more hardware focused. I expressed this to her and suggested she follow her manager's advice to grow and she got upset with me and called me an asshole. I get her disappointment, but I don't think it is fair for her to expect me to just agree to everything she says. I'm gonna vote asshole on this one. Oh, I definitely think he's being an asshole. Because at the end of the day, like, She's not coming to you for um, fixes. She's coming to you to vent about her day. Well, and also, I'm not even in the tech industry, and I know sexism within the tech industry is, like, a big issue. Oh, yeah. Like, how just far removed do you have to be to not realize that that's an issue? And he's in the tech industry. So how does he not witness it? He doesn't have to deal with it. Like, coming from somebody who works in a very male-dominated field, it is a lot harder Mm -hmm. because where you look at a man and you think, Oh, okay, well, he's just taking control of the situation. Whereas with me, people will look at me with situations and they're like, 
wow, you're just being ugly. No. At the same point, we both have jobs to do. And it's just, it's how it goes. This is where the part in the episode where everyone needs to pause and go listen to The Man by Taylor Swift and then come back. Agreed. (laughs) Because that's, I mean, that's seriously what it is. I mean, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and think that he is trying to be helpful. But... I've seen that at my work. I can understand where OP's girlfriend's coming from, where she's like, hey, I try to take on these additional tasks, but then I get, like, they get taken away from me. And then when he said, oh, when she says that she's not part of the meetings, but then she says that she's also asked to take notes, so which is it? Being asked to take notes in a meeting is not a compliment. She's not a secretary. That's not what her job title is. No. My thing is, she was hired for her set of skills. Yep. Not for her note-taking abilities. Not to be a secretary. So overall vote on this one is asshole. Top comment, you're the asshole. You aren't a woman in tech. You wouldn't get it. The reason tech is such a male-dominated field, despite all of the outreach to get girls in STEM, is because there's a lot of sexism in the industry. Many women study for years for the tech industry only to quit in the first year because of the issues that your girlfriend is currently facing. Someone else said agree. OP has no idea what he's talking about. He doesn't. Someone else said being asked to take notes is not a good thing exactly it's ridiculous to think that taking notes in a meeting is a privilege someone else said quote i don't know why she's complaining they let her get everyone's coffee and then clean up the room after the meeting clearly she's being valued as an essential member of the team she's just being dramatic over nothing end quote every time i hear essential now because of covid i'm like triggered essential (laughs) workers (laughs) op did come back and add edits Oh, goodness. So, edit one. Okay, I think I might need to do more research into this. Some of the comments seem concerning. This honestly sounds like 1950s-level crap to me, and it is hard to wrap my head around that it could be so brazen in 2023. See, that's what we were saying. Out of touch. Mm -hmm, Because he's not affected by it. Exactly. It's easy to be ignorant to something when it doesn't directly affect you. Edit two. I talked about it more with my girlfriend, and I think I was the asshole, unfortunately. It is unbelievable, and it seems like the place is even worse than her previous jobs, and I did not realize that. Also, I started getting loads of DMs from people telling me it is not sexist and justifying that with sexist remarks and claiming Reddit is left. I'm also very left, and I don't think Reddit is that left. I have encouraged her to job search again, and we will reach out to our friends in the fields for opportunities. I love this. I'm Mm -hmm. so glad he was able to take like feedback and be like, oh, okay, maybe it isn't what I thought it was. We love growth. We do. And I'm glad he's actually like willing to do the research, like helping her and everything, making sure she's good because she's not, she's not just complaining to complain. Exactly. Like this stuff is real. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Next story. Am I the asshole for snapping on my brother-in-law and threatening to never let him see my kids after he told my son to be the, quote, man of the house? My husband, Dan, grew up in a single-parent household. His dad died when he was young. His older brother, Martin, was definitely parentified and became the, quote, man of the house. Together, Dan and I have three children, Sydney, 12 female, Gabe, 10 male, and Charlotte, 3 female. Unfortunately, Dan passed away three months ago. It's been a terrible struggle trying to balance my grief, my children's, on top of the rest of the responsibilities. I have a great support system, so I have been cognizant to make sure that my babies still have a childhood. I always said I wouldn't do what my mother-in-law did. Recently, I was having a bit of a tough time. Charlotte was sick, Sydney is in about a million activities, and the housework was piling up. 
Martin's wife, Rachel, offered to come by and help me out. She generously cleaned the house and looked after Charlotte while I ran Sydney to her activities. When I arrived back home, I found Martin and Gabe in the kitchen. Martin was telling him that it shouldn't have gotten to this stressful point and he should be helping me more. He told him that he was the man of the house and it was up to him to step up. I cut in and told Gabe not to listen to his uncle and that he's a little boy and it is not his job to take over for his father. Rather, it's his job to play, go to school, and just be a kid. I sent him to play. I tore into Martin. I asked him how dare he say that to my son. I said he may have been parentified, but he will not do the same to my son. I said if he pulled crap like that again, he'd never see my kids again. Martin told me I was being ungrateful. He was only trying to help. He said more than anything, he was defending his wife as it's not her job to help me. I reminded him I never asked Rachel for help. She offered. Martin said she wouldn't have if I wasn't complaining about how hard my life is. Dan's family has been telling me how horrible I was. They said this is all Martin knows and I was way too harsh on him, especially threatening to cut him off. They told me I need to get my crap together. My mother-in-law especially thinks I need to suck it up and expect my kids, not just Gabe, but Sydney too, to help me with Charlotte. I told her off and that only made it worse. Everyone is accusing me of alienating Dan's family, which I'm not trying to do. Am I the asshole? Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Your kids went through something traumatic and so did you. And you saw how that affected Martin, mm-hmm. you know, into his adulthood. And you don't want that to happen to your kids. I don't want parents to ever feel like they have to apologize for protecting their children's peace. Mm-hmm. It's at the end of the day, something traumatic did happen, but it's not the kid's job to like have to step up and all of a sudden become a parent. They're still kids. Yeah. He's still 10. He's not even what? That's not even middle school age. No, not yet. That's like fifth grade fourth fifth grade yeah that's intermediate school there's babies still Mm -hmm. to like expect them to like step up and take the place of the dad no that's not their job that's traumatic that's like additional trauma on top of because that's essentially expecting the kid to grow up overnight no 100 percent. and then for him to have had that conversation um with the kid without consulting op like no just because dan passed away does not mean you're automatically oh my uncle stepping in as my dad and now he's telling me you need to you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps and help your mom he's 10 Mm -hmm. he's 10 he's a little kid yep and it's not it's just not his place no it's not not your kid you went through something traumatic yes but it sounds like also he probably has some stuff that like unresolved stuff that he needs to probably deal with if he hasn't but that should more so have him feeling like empathy towards the situation and want to make sure that his nephew doesn't go through the same thing he did. Yep. Like it should encourage him to step in more, not be like, oh, well, this isn't like our responsibility to help you, blah, blah, blah. No, he should see, hey, that was really hard on my mom. Like I really want to be there for my brother's wife. Mm -hmm. So her kids can still have a childhood. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like he's continuing the cycle rather than being like, hey, it stops with Like, it stops with me. Like, this is where we line in the sand. We're not doing this again. Yep. And then to sit there and say, like, his wife was only over there because she was complaining about how hard her life is right now. He died three months ago. And since Sydney's the oldest and she's 12, that means they were together for about 12 years. At least. Yeah. So there's no telling. Now, all of a sudden, you have to take 12 years and cram it into three months of healing. No, that's not how that works. She has every right in her life to complain. And if y'all don't like it, don't be around them. And like OP said, it's not just been three months of her grieving. She probably hasn't really even had time to grieve because she's still a mother to three children, one of which is three years old. 
So between the kids' activities, if she has to work, you you know, and now her whole life has been turned upside down and she's trying to figure out how am I going to be able to do this as a one man show? Yep. Like, how am I going to be everything to everybody and everywhere all the time? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot on top of still needing to process her own grief. Mm -hmm. Not making the 10 year old watch the three year old. And the mom coming in there and being like, oh, yeah, well, you need to do this, this and this. If you know what that's like, why don't you help her? Why mm-hmm. don't you say, like, if she has the ability, like, who's to say she's out of state, she can't, whatever. But if you have the ability to help OP, even if it's just watching the kids for a couple hours a day while they do their homework after school or something. So OP can do her housework, go grocery shopping, whatever it is that she needs to do. Why are you trying to make her life harder yep. and more stressful? Yep, because she still has to provide for these kids at the end of the day. Exactly. So overall vote on this one, not the asshole. Top comment not the asshole you take those healthy boundaries for your kids and you defend them with your life it's something your brother-in-law unfortunately hasn't experienced and that's not his fault but he is about to learn we break trauma cycles we don't perpetuate them and i i really don't think martin was trying to be an asshole i really thought he thought he, he was doing a good thing but he also needs to respect her as a parent the another comment says excellent point that op could use if husband's family weren't so blind to the abuse that mother-in-law inflicted I'd be hard-pressed to have them continue in our lives at all if someone told me to get my crap together in this situation. 100%. Yeah. No, OP is doing her best. I couldn't imagine having three kids, losing John, having to figure out what am I going to do. Like, no. That was a lot. Yeah, that one was some deep cuts. (laughs) A little bit. All right, next story. Am I the asshole for telling my sister she can't be a scapegoat because she was actually a piece of crap? (laughs) I, 20 female, have an older sister, Jen, 28 female, and a younger sister, Chloe, 17 female. Jen made our lives a living hell. She was rude, reckless, a liar, a thief, everything. She refused to go to therapy and fought our mom every step of the way. None of us could have nice things because Jen would ruin them or the moment. She got into screaming matches with Chloe when she was 11 and Jen was 22. There's so much more she's done, but it's very personal. She was a bad person. Full stop. When she was 24, she met her current boyfriend, who is a literal godsend. Jen finally went to therapy, got a degree, and has a job. She's not perfect, but I can't acknowledge the effort as much as I dislike her. Over the past few months, she's been making an effort to reconnect with the family. Chloe is full no contact. But me and mom have been seeing her. I feel like she's been lying to her therapist because she's been told she was the scapegoat. I was the invisible child and Chloe was the golden child. This couldn't be further from the truth. I will admit, at the height of Jen's spiral, mom did assume everything bad was caused by Jen. But that was because it had been years of the same destructive pattern of behavior. Like, yes, Jen, you're an alcoholic. Of course she's going to assume it was you who stole the booze. Or assuming she got fired from her job due to her attitude, which is why she had gotten fired from every job beforehand. Or assuming she was being brought home by the police because she regularly breaks the law. This was never mom being malicious, but when that's what you've come to expect for over nearly 10 years, you're going to make a snap judgment. Jen and her fiance, Luke, met with me to have coffee and she brought this up and I'll admit, I laughed in her face. She asked what was wrong and I said, scapegoat? Seriously? Jen, I'm glad you're getting better, but you were a piece of crap growing up. (laughs) She got really upset and said she was trying to reach out. I said I appreciated it, but she has to acknowledge how much hurt she caused everyone. 
She ended up storming out and sent me a text saying she's not going to be disrespected like that and that it took her years to realize the family's dynamic. Am I the asshole? Not the asshole. Not the asshole. I think I would have done the same thing. I think I would have laughed too. Oh, 100%. I think she deserved that. I'm like, scapegoat? Seriously? Like, for real? (laughs) That's what we're doing today? (laughs) Like, be so serious right now. (laughs) To have years and years of doing the same stuff, like for Jen to not be able to acknowledge that the vast majority of all of that stuff was her fault Ah, mm-hmm. uh, she's probably lying to her therapist <laughs> well and that's great that she is you know getting better going to therapy like that's a good step the fact that she's got a degree got a job like that's awesome that she's making progress in her life but you can make progress and still acknowledge that you were horrible to these people those two things can exist at the same time like you can be a great person now and still acknowledge that you were a crappy person then mm-hmm Especially when she has the example of getting into a screaming match with an 11-year-old. And she's 22. Yeah. Come on. No. I think Chloe's right in her decision to go no contact, counting on the fact of how she was treated as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I think that right there should show Jen that, hey, this, I did have something to do with this. Mm -hmm. To sit there and say, like, oh, well, um, Chloe was the golden child and you were the invisible one. Okay, well, she was probably the invisible one because you sucked. And then Chloe, Chloe was probably just trying to, like, make it through her day without you bullying her, essentially. Also, this she's not that far removed from this then because if Chloe's 17 now and that was when she was 11, that's only a six years difference. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that she got better right after that? Like, all these events happened fairly recently. So it's just so funny how people remember things, how they rewrite the narrative to fit whatever agenda they're pushing it was a tuesday for you it was trauma for me (laughs) no but seriously because jen's probably looking back on and like yeah i was a brat but i was not that terrible and uh, op is like okay please be serious you actually were so horrible and you sucked so bad are you not going to acknowledge that all right so overall vote on this one not the asshole i agree not the asshole yeah top comment Not the asshole, but it sounds like you could also benefit from therapy. You don't want to hold on to this anger for your sister forever, especially if she's trying to better herself. You'll just come off bitter. Maybe keep contact to a minimum for now, too. Then someone else commented back and said, OP has stated in another comment she is in therapy for the abuse she suffered by her elder sister. All right, last story of the day. This is the one. So Clarissa and I went to breakfast earlier at First Watch. If you guys have never had it, if you're near one, go. It's so good. It is such a good brunch spot. Delicious. But we were talking about um, splitting our bills because every time Clarissa and I go out to eat, this is never an issue. We always just pay for our own stuff. Yep. Like people that do the group orders and then are like weird about it because, oh, well, you ordered more stuff or yours was more expensive. We just have never had that issue because we've never split the bill. It's always been or well, we've never like shared the bill, I guess I should say. It's always been, oh, yeah, we're paying separately. Like I'll pay for my stuff. You pay for your stuff. And that's just now if we have an appetizer. We'll like split the appetizer or whatever. Or like one of us will get it. And then someone else will get like whatever it usually ends up balancing out but we're not like sitting there with a checkbook like okay well (laughs) you did this and you owe me two dollars and 32 cents like we don't do that crap like we just live our lives you know so anyways at brunch earlier it made me think of the story like after the waitress asked like if we were together or separate and i went to go talk to you about the story but Mm -hmm. then i was like wait this might be the story that we're doing today 
or it was last week. I don't know. I'm just going to play it safe. But it is actually the story for today. So <laughs> long story short, here we go. <laughs> Am I the asshole for always getting a separate bill at a restaurant? I've been part of the same group since secondary school, and now in our early 30s, we still meet up regularly. I'm the only one who doesn't drink, and I also have some food restrictions. This means that my meal is always the cheapest option, and I very rarely share a plate with the others, even if everyone else is eating sharing style. So for years, I've always had a separate bill, and then the group evenly splits the remainder. It was suggested by a friend years ago, and nobody has ever made an issue. One friend recently brought her new boyfriend, Aaron, to the meal to introduce him to the group. We have a tendency to overorder, so I don't think it was weird that he had a few drinks and ordered more than one dish. When the bill came and my part was separated out, Aaron started getting annoyed and told me to stop being a cheapskate and pay my share like everyone else. I tried to explain, but he just dug his heels in and got yelly and called me tight-fisted and selfish. I got flustered and paid my bill and left. Am I the asshole for still taking a separate bill even a decade later? Should I not be doing that? Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Aaron is a huge ass. Get rid of him. Yeah. OP's friend that brought him to the party, that's a one and done. Don't bring him back. No, that would be it. I couldn't imagine being new to a group and then nitpicking really anything because you're new to that friend group. Like that friend group, especially an established friend group. Oh, yeah. Please be serious. You need to be doing your best at that moment. Yeah, like you're the one that's coming into their friend group. You're the one that's trying to impress them. <laughs> that's the first impression you want to make. It's coming into the established friend group of your significant other and being like, yeah, you're being a cheapskate and you're doing this and that and then getting yelly mm -hmm. in a restaurant, please. Mm -hmm. No. When she literally doesn't touch anything else. Like what she has is what she has. It's nothing else. It sounds like he's trying to be the cheapskate because he thought he was going to get off on buying more and paying less. Exactly. No. And plus, OP, like, that's... Where was OP's friend in this situation? Where was the significant other that brought this guy being like, hey, no, this is what how it's always been. You know, OP's got a food allergy, so they only eat their own food. They don't drink. It's not fair to make them have to pay for all of our drinks. Yep. No. Shut that down. Mm-hmm. That'd be a one and done real quick. Clarissa, when I tell you, I would pull you to the side <laughs> later at some point. Or I'd call you. I don't know. I'd be like, Clarissa, please do not ever bring that man again. Trash. Garbage. I'll be a much better listener this time. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about that? Um, I think I'm going to like leave that where it lays. Just know <laughs> that I had uh, a boyfriend that nobody in the friend group liked. And um, I should have taken that trash out sooner. <laughs> We we also have a very established friend group. It's Clarissa, me, Ariel, basically everyone that you guys have seen on this podcast, plus yeah. John and Cody. Mm -hmm. So all of us have been friends for years and we never have any tiffs. Like it's like we're good. Like this is I don't know. This friend group is just rock solid, whatever. And sometimes <laughs> these randoms get brought in and we're definitely not like we're we are the type that we want to like whoever like obviously we like our friends and if our friends like you then you're, you're cool people you know but this dude i don't i'm trying to be so pg for this <laughs> for this podcast but he was just horrible we'll just say it that way and chloe and i we try to have a conversation with Clarissa about it after and the first meet after literally the first meet and chloe had been in a very toxic abusive relationship and she saw some major red flags and tried to just be like hey you know this is 
you know, some behaviors that I saw that really parallel the relationship that I had been in. And Claire, she was like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> she was right. She was 100% right. But eventually trash took itself out. So it sure did. It sure did. <laughs> took its trash with him. <laughs> Again, I feel like we should have another podcast where we really just talk about our lives. <laughs> talk about the things we've been through. Like, I know we kind of do on this podcast, but. I don't know. You guys let me know. Is that something you would like to hear? Because maybe. <laughs> it's like dinner and a show with us. Like full course meal. We're great. We need just like camera people to follow us around. We need to be like the Kardashians. Just have the cameras rolling because we'd have some great footage. <laughs> we would. We would. It would be funny too. <laughs> All right. So back to the story. <laughs> Overall vote. Not the asshole. Top comment. Not the asshole. 20 years ago, my wife and I had dinner with a coworker and her husband. We had Cokes while they had so much alcohol that the alcohol portion was almost double the meal portion. They then put up half the bill and looked at us almost expecting an argument. We simply paid and never went to dinner with them again. In fact, the coworker asked my wife a few months later when we would have another dinner together, to which my wife responded with, you mean so you guys could drink for half price? That friendship ended soon after. <laughs> I love that. If someone did that to me, I'd be like, no. First of all, I would never let us split, like, do the bill like that. Because, again, we don't do that. That's not our normal. Like, all of us, whenever we go out, it's always, okay, we're, like, when we went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, all of us. It was, okay, Chloe and I were like, oh, we're together. Me and John were like, we're together. Everybody had their own bills. Yep. And I feel like that just makes so much more sense. Why are we, why are we doing that? So it's one thing. Easier. Yeah. It's one thing when, like, in this group. If everyone's drinking, everyone's doing whatever, split it between the people that were doing that. That's fine. Whatever. If you're going like shot for shot or drink for drink and it balances, yep. I get that. But holistically, why is this? Why is this a thing? But yeah, Aaron, you suck. Don't go. <laughs> OP's friend, don't bring him back. Dump him. <laughs> that right there in itself is just a huge red flag that you should just avoid. Yeah. Especially the whole yelling situation. That That's not cute. That's not okay. Don't ever raise your voice at me or my friends or anyone really. Yeah. I just really want to know if the friend, like the, the one who brought, brought the boyfriend, if they said anything. I hope so. I hope later they were like, hey, listen. He kind of sucked. Sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened. Like, please completely disregard him. I talk at the minimum, at least have a conversation with Aaron and be like, that is unacceptable behavior. We don't do that. If you're going to be with me and you're going to be around my friends, do not talk to them like that. Don't act like that. You're grown. If that's your drunk behavior, you don't need to drink. Exactly. People that get angry drunk, don't, don't be drinking. Don't do that to yourself. No. What are you, what are we doing? Nope. Anyhow, that one was like (laughs) a little, again, we're kind of all over the place with the stories. We are. But I like that. I would rather have that than like just straight like, oh, all sad stories or all angry stories or all, you know what I'm saying? I like keep you on your toes, you know? (laughs) You never know. You never know. Never let them know your next move. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, guys, that is it for this week's episode. Once again, thank you, Clarissa, for being on the show. Happy to. Guys, if you are listening to this on a podcast platform, make sure to leave a review. But until next time, talk toxic to you later. Bye.